News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. So my younger brother had a great idea. He reached out to my dad about a month before Father's Day and asked him if our family could sit down for um, that afternoon after church and just have a period of time in which my dad could talk to us more about my grandpa, his father, who passed away in his 50s and um, and who you know I have a handful of memories with and my older brother does remember more and the rest of my siblings just don't. So we've talked about him over the years, but we kind of set aside this specific time um, for all my siblings, the two that weren't able to make it in, they called in and we were able to have a, a time as a family just to sit down and my dad to kind of walk through my grandpa's life from, you know, being born in San Antonio to everything that he did. Um, and we talked about, you know, all sorts of things about his life. But there was a story that stood out to me and I think it's particularly relevant to uh, today's battle that we're going to discuss. So my dad would go to school. And there's this little card that you have to turn in at the start of school. And this is in San Antonio. And they would have uh, a part about ethnicity to check. Okay, you'd have to Latin American, African American, Asian American. And so – or Asian, you know, all these different ethnicities. And my grandpa would, uh, on every single one of them, draw his own box and just put American. And then he would check it. Okay, and he would tell them, go to school, give them that. And they're like, well, every single year it was an issue. They would say, we can't do this. They'd say, you have to call our dad. And then they'd call him. And at the end of the day, they never marked down one of the ethnicities. And this is a principle that my grandpa instituted. um, And it's a principle that's kind of held through. I still do it to this day. And this is just one of those little things that you learn about um, legacies and the reality that you can help shape future generations. So uh, literally when I'm filling out DMV records or whatever else, I'm always saying, is this mandatory? Are you telling me I have to check one of these boxes? Um, and uh, I'll try to create my own box or I'll, I'll mark other um, just because I'll go, I'm not going to give them, I'm not going to give them one of these categories. We live in an increasing, increasingly divisive time in our nation, and identity politics, intersectionality is attempting to put everyone into buckets and then to have them fight for the interest of their bucket, right? And it's to also define people based on the bucket that they are in and then help them define by those who are more oppressed or less oppressed or more likely to be an oppressor or less likely to be an oppressor based on the color of your skin based on your biological sex. And while we're at it, biological sex is also being uh, – there's there's outright warfare on biological sex, period. But we won't go there yet. Right now we're going to focus on critical race theory. And the reality is that over the last several years, this issue has just come to the forefront and it began right after George Floyd. I think what the left saw was an opportunity to expose a chink in the armor and radically push the country left. And uh, my hope is that they overcalculated their ability to push 
their agenda. Chris Rufo uh, wrote in the Wall Street Journal this weekend a really good op-ed, and it starts out, critical race theory is the latest battleground in the culture war since the murder of George Floyd last year. Critical race theory's key concepts, including systemic racism, white privilege, white fragility, have become ubiquitous in America's elite institutions. Progressive politicians have sought to implement anti-racist policies to reduce racial disparities such as minority-only income programs or racially segregated segregated vaccine distribution. You've seen this where, uh, you know, cities are now saying we're just going to write these checks or we're just going to have these programs available to people of a certain skin color. The ideology has sparked an immense backlash as Americans have sought to understand critical race theory. They have discovered that it has divided Americans into racial categories of oppressor and oppressed and promotes radical concepts such as spirit murder, what public schools supposedly do to black children, and abolishing whiteness, a purported precondition for social justice. In the classroom, critical race theory-inspired lessons have often devolved into race-based struggle sessions with public schools forcing children to rank themselves according to a racial hierarchy, subjecting white teachers to anti-racist therapies and encouraging parents to become white traitors. It is a strange time in the United States of America, and it's also going to be a very divisive time until – well, let me just say this. It's going to be a divisive time. We're headed into a period of divisiveness. The more these type of radical concepts take root, the more divided we will become. And there is something just to recognize that that shift, we have gone away from the idea where we said, I long to be in a place where Martin Luther King says that somebody is judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Um, We've gone away from places like what my grandpa was trying to institute as he was climbing up um, and working hard to move his family forward uh, to say, hey, I'm not going to put myself in this box. I'm going to make my own box. It's called American. And that's what we're going to unite around. And unfortunately, that doesn't help certain people who want those individuals to see themselves as oppressed, who want to divide them, who want to put them in a box, and then want to use that to their own political ends. So critical race theory is a problem. It is a major issue in society. It is a cancer on society. It will eat away at us and will only divide us further. So I want to talk about what we need to do. In Texas, we've got some major problems and we have to tackle them. The first thing I think that needs to happen in Texas, and this is what Trump's administration did and what Texas is not doing, is that we need to require – All state contractors, we need to prohibit, is what I would say, any state contractors from having these race-based, racially driven uh, sensitivity programs that they take their employees through on an annual basis. If you want, which a bunch of companies are just tied in and getting tons of our money, and if you want all of our money, you have to understand that you're not going to be teaching racist concepts to all of your employees. And we're not funding that kind of education. The Trump administration did this, and that's when all these federal contractors just absolutely freaked out. And um, we don't do that in Texas. We let all of our state contractors continually teach them. And we talk about critical race theory, and the current battleground that's seen is the K-12 through classroom. And I'll talk about that in a second. But understand this, that 
this is not like the, the – you can't just kink the hose and the water stops flowing, okay? It's not like, hey, if we just stop it at the classroom, then critical race theory will stop spreading throughout the state of Texas. No. This is like a battlefield where they're coming from all different directions. And one of the directions they're coming in through is the K-12 through public education system. And that is a huge battleground that needs to be fought. But that's a battleground. It's not the whole war. And that's one of the things we have to gain perspective in. We have to go after state contractors and say that they cannot teach their employees racist concepts if they intend to continue to get taxpayer money. The second thing we have to do is we have to ban all critical race theory from being implemented in any state agency. Okay, We literally are now creating an equity office in Greg Abbott's Health and Human Services Commission. We are implementing critical race theory in our state healthcare agency, one of the largest agencies in the state of Texas. They tried to do this legislatively and we killed the bill. The Texas House passed it because they have some critical race theory leanings in the Texas legislature, especially in the House. And so they created this kind of race-based program, um, but the Senate killed it. And lo and behold, uh, the state agency, Abbott's agency, decided we're going to implement this critical race theory-based program anyways. We have Andy Hopper, a member of the Texas State Guard, who came out and actually kind of blew the whistle on the fact that the State Guard had these radical trainings. They were trying to teach their state guardsmen how to not become radicalized and literally had Marxist critical race theory-based training and instructions to our Texas State Guard members that they were forced to sit down and go through. And that would not happen if our leaders just said no. That's a whole nother battlefield. Then you have the colleges and how that should be taught and implemented. And then you have K through 12. K through 12 is the last thing I'm saying just because it's the thing that's already been, a step has already been taken. So there was a bill and that bill said you can't teach certain of these you cannot have you know curriculum that in, instructs students with certain concepts like um, you know defining them by their race and their skin color, telling somebody you are or are not racist based on the color of your skin, or you are or are not oppressed based on the color of your skin. No, it's based on who you are individually and all the things that you've gone through in your life. Uh, there were some problems in that bill. That bill also basically – there was a portion of that bill that said that students were going to learn about um, some things Alexis de Tocqueville had written and things like that. Democrats stripped that out and they put in a long list of instructional material that they want students taught. And it basically gives teachers a roadmap on how to teach critical race theory without calling it critical race theory. Um, and so uh, – what initially was announced as kind of a total victory, this is awesome, this is a total victory, has now been acknowledged to be a good step in the right direction that needs to be fixed. And so that will likely get fixed in the special session. But the question is going to be how much more gets addressed? How much do we get into colleges? How much do we get into state agencies? How much do we get into um, – how much do we get into – uh, actually going after state contractors because you have major corporations. And here's what you have to understand. Every major corporation in Texas, every major corporation in the United States of America has a lot of these annual racial sensitivity training courses, and they're all based on a Marxist critical race theory, race-based worldview. It is being shoved into the hearts and minds of Americans, into Texans. That's one of the reasons you're getting the backlash. You're getting the pushback. Um, but we need to make sure that we push back all the way because 
Uh, my grandpa didn't do everything right in his life, but one of the things he did that I think was virtuous is that he tried to raise his children to not see themselves by the color of their skin, to not see themselves and define themselves and put themselves in an entire camp based on their ethnicity, based on the color of their skin, based on just who their parents were, but instead see America as a land of opportunity where people can accomplish great things. And we can. We have massive social mobility. And there's issues. There's issues with home ownership and there's issues with property taxes. There's a lot of things that we have that literally limit people's social mobility. And in fact, maybe limit them more today than they were limited 30 or 40 years ago. Um, and so those are important things for us to address from a socioeconomic perspective. But it is not limited to someone's skin color. In fact, there's a lot of people who are have difficulty moving from one social class to another social class who are white, brown, yellow, black, whatever. So um, I believe that Texas can and will be stronger the sooner we get all of the critical race theory, as much critical race theory as possible, out of our state, period. We have to end it. We have to declare war on it in order to ensure that five and ten years from now, Texas can be more united than it ever has been. There's a long road to hope. But I'm looking forward to seeing how each and every one of you Texans engage in this battle moving forward. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas. Texas.